And other questions I regularly get during parent conferences are, how often should my child be reading? And how long should my child be reading for? Well, every day is the answer to the first question without fail. And the second question, that isn't the question you should be asking. It's about how long, not how long they should be reading, but how much they should be reading, you know, until they're tired, until they want to go to bed, until their stamina is burnt out. Maybe it's three chapters a night. Maybe it's 20 pages a night. Maybe it's try and read one page. It all depends upon the child. Maybe it's until they finish the book, right? Don't make it about time. Make it about the quality of the reading because that's where they have to put the focus in. That's where it belongs. I don't go to a movie theater and then set a timer for 20 minutes and no matter what's happening in the movie, I've done it. There we go. I'm out. I'm done. 20 minutes. Hey everyone, it's Jedi Teacher Man here and today I'll be talking about the 25 parent conferences I held in my classroom this week and more specifically some of the key takeaways that you as parents should know so that you can gain the most value from your next parent conference. So parent conferences, they are a vital part of our children's education and they provide you as parents the opportunity to proactively participate in your child's learning and offer numerous positive benefits that allow you to gain valuable insights into your child's academic performance, their social emotional development and their overall well-being. Some of the major factors that I find of parent conferences are that you can establish that strong partnership with your teachers, which is super important. And you also get to exchange information so that teachers get to know things that might not be on record, like recent changes in family situations, maybe you've moved house recently. These are all important things to make sure teachers are aware of. Because, you know, if I'm teaching Joey and there's been a loss in the family recently or a grandparent is sick or just anything going on, it's going to change how I would interact with Joey on a regular day when, you know, everything was so-called normal. So this information is really important. And as parents, you also get to ask questions and receive guidance from us because you need to know how to support your child's learning at home, right? It does indeed take a village to raise a child and building this collaborative relationship in the school with the staff there can only help create that nurturing environment at home as well. So as well as you letting the teacher know about everything that's going on at home and building that relationship on that side, it absolutely works both ways. It is a reciprocal relationship. It is super important for me as a teacher to gain your trust as the parent. It's my responsibility in that time that we have together to for you to see me as the human being that I am and how I want to show up every day, see me as the professional I am, and hopefully you get an insight into the big-hearted, intelligent person that spends most of the time with your child in a day. So again, all these pieces, they have a place and they come together and parent conferences 
is that place. That's why it's so important to be there. And parents, please, please, please don't ever view a parent conference as just another school event that's on the calendar that you've got to turn up to. They are the highlight of the year. They're actually one of my favorite moments of the school year um, because this is why we do what we do. Now, there's one thing that really baffles me about school, and this might come as a shot, and it's how do we have so many poor behaviors from students throughout the school year? And I'll tell you why. And you're probably already thinking, yes, Jedi teacher man, why is this a shock to you? It's a shock to everyone. Well, the reason it's a shock to me is because every conference I have ever had with a parent, the questions I get are always basically the same. Are they paying attention in class? Are they doing their work? Are they being polite and respectful to the teacher? Are they getting on along with other students? This is a paramount issue for parents, and it's a concern that they're really bothered about. And this makes me wonder, why do we have so many behavior issues if when the child is sat there in the room with the parent and the teacher stating their expectation from home, which is absolutely the same as the school expectation and the classroom expectations, then why, well, I guess there's no answer. It must be just floating around there in the galaxy and who knows, one day all will be revealed, I hope. And other questions I regularly get during parent conferences are how often should my child be reading and how long should my child be reading for? Well, every day is the answer to the first question without fail. And the second question, that isn't the question you should be asking. It's about how long, not how long they should be reading, but how much they should be reading, you know, until they're tired, until they want to go to bed, until their stamina is burnt out. Maybe it's three chapters a night. Maybe it's 20 pages a night. Maybe it's try and read one page. It all depends upon the child. Maybe it's until they finish the book, right? Don't make it about time. Make it about the quality of the reading because that's where they have to put the focus in. That's where it belongs. I don't go to a movie theater and then set a timer for 20 minutes and no matter what's happening in the movie, I've done it. There we go. I'm out. I'm done. 20 minutes. I don't do that with a movie, so why would I do that with reading? You read until it's time to click pause because you need to go to bed and then you can come back and carry on with the book or the movie the next day. The focus cannot be on the clock. It cannot be on time. It cannot be on that second hand. The focus has to be on the quality of the reading your child is doing. The key thing that I love about conferences is goal setting and getting kids to really understand what goal setting is. Um, they do it before, ideally, they do it before the conference happens and then they talk about their goals to the parent. Um, and this builds this habit of continual goal setting at school and at home. And again, I'm not just the, you know, font of knowledge. I'm not the wizard at the front of the classroom dictating everything. We're all in this together. And parents, you can actually take this on at home as well. And okay, so how are you getting on with your goals? Checking in on those goals. Oh, you're doing quite well. Maybe we could set some inter interim, you know, intermediate goals. 
keeping your kids constantly focused on what their next step is is so so important and i just i just love it i just absolutely love being in conferences where you can say this is where your kids are here's what they did on their last assessment this is what we've got you know the last lesson quiz whatever form of data you've got to show where they're at you can then take that next step because after all learning is just about where do i want to go and what is the next step i have to take So finally, to wrap up this particular episode, I'll talk about how I wrap up every conference that I have with every family. And it's as simple as this. As every parent is leaving the room, it's not just a case of, okay, it was great to meet you all. Um, I hope we could, you know, I hope Joey does really well with what we talked about. And Joey, I'll see you on Monday. Yes, that happens. But the key piece is, and please, mom and dad, caring parents, caring adults, do not wait until the next conference to talk to me again. If you have any questions, any concerns, any wonderings, please either get on the phone, contact me through the school texting app, email me. I need to know anything that is bothering you or anything you're unsure about. Let's keep this clear. Let's make sure our channels of communication are clear, but let's make sure that we're all clear about where Joey is at, what he or she is doing, and we don't have these big gulfs of time from November through to March or whenever the next conferences are. That's the purpose of the conference. You've built the trust, you're building the relationship, and now you just keep it going as and when required, and it certainly shouldn't last four months before that next communication happens. Okay, well, that's the end of this episode of the Tales from Beyond the Grade podcast, and I'm Jedi Teacher Man. Parents, please, please, please make parent conferences a priority and keep that ongoing communication consistent. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tales from Beyond the Grade podcast with me, Jedi Teacher Man. Please hit the like button and subscribe to this podcast channel. You can also follow me at Jedi Teacher Man on Instagram, subscribe to Jedi Teacher Man on YouTube, and for us TikTokers out there, follow Beyond the Grade podcast. Thank you so much and I look forward to you tuning in again very soon.